Overnight, this first showdown was a chance for the candidates to make their mark on a national stage, outlining their visions for what America is and should be. It exposed deep divides on issues like immigration and health care, but the candidates rarely seem to take on each other. Instead, they focus more on the one thing they agree on, getting a Democrat back in the White House. Devil's Advocate Podcast is an opinion talk show and is the attempt of a few friends to have a reasonable conversation about current events without the vitriol that we've become accustomed to in today's modern political climate. TDAP is what happens when a few normal people sit down and discuss the week's top stories by having a rational and somewhat entertaining conversation. The goal of TDAP is to provide a forum for the listener to hear multiple perspectives on a myriad of topics instead of being bombarded with the same one-sided debates that we commonly get from news and media organizations. It is hosted by Brandon Condit, Mitchell Hernandez, and Franklin Everhart. Ten candidates, two hours of debate, one big audition for who can take on Trump. They started in agreement, the candidates going after Trump's economy. Senator Elizabeth Warren, who's been rising in the polls, pushed for what she called a structural change in government. Who is this economy really working for? New Jersey Senator Cory Booker said the economy is failing average Americans. It's about time that we have an economy that works for everybody. But it didn't take long to see clear contrasts. Who here would abolish their private health insurance in favor of a government-run plan? Just a show of hands to start off with. There are a lot of politicians who say, oh, it's just not possible, we just can't do it, it's have a lot of political reasons for this. What they're really telling you is they just won't fight for it. The debate over immigration leading to some breakout moments for candidates who've been flying under the radar, like New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. For all the American citizens out there who feel you're falling behind, who feel the American dream's not working for you, the immigrants didn't do that to you. The big corporations did that to you. Former San Antonio Mayor Julian Castro gave a passionate response to that gut-wrenching photo from the border. A warning to our viewers, the image is graphic. A father and his young daughter drowned at the border in search of a better life. Watching that image of, of Oscar and his daughter Valeria uh, is heartbreaking. It should also piss us all off. I would sign an executive order that would get rid of Trump's zero tolerance policy, the remain in Mexico policy, and the metering policy. Castro came ready for a border battle with his fellow Texan Beto O'Rourke. You're looking at just one small part of this. I'm talking about a comprehensive rewrite of our immigration that's laws. That's not true. And if we do that, I that's don't think not, it's asking that's actually not true. The former congressman and El Paso native was the first of the night to speak in Spanish. Necesitamos incluir. But others followed suit. La situación ahora es inaceptable. On January 20th, 2021, we'll say adios to Donald Trump. The record number of women running also in the spotlight in this moment between Washington Governor Jay Inslee and Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar. I am the only candidate here who has passed a law protecting a woman's right of reproductive health and health insurance. I just want to say there's three women up here that have fought pretty hard for a woman's right to choose. So I'll start with that. The night ending where it began, going after Trump. The biggest threat to the security of the United States is Donald Trump. And there's no <laughs> I'm no fun at all. I'm like dad. We're all having a good time. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's chilling. And Brandon's <laughs> like, all right, cut it.
<laughs> One, two, three. Here we are. We're at the time show. To be it's showtime. All right, so we're back. It's been a long time. We've had stuff going on. You know, the Blues won the Stanley Cup in the in the process. That was part of the reason that we took such a such we a. We didn't extend it hangover. <laughs> yeah, Brett Hall level. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't think anybody's. <laughs> no, Brett Hall you can't level. get that level. Was was he the one that was rubbing his nipples in that meme photo? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He actually did okay. that, that is at up. the game. That was not photoshopped. Seen it so many times at work. Everyone has it on their cubicle. There was also a chinchilla in the stadium. <laughs> he was also flipping off whoever. Yeah, he did that like, too. Yeah, the Boston Bruins bench. That was good. His nipples follow you across the room from that so, picture. Congratulations. The only thing that I could think of when I saw that meme was the South Park episode where it was the cable company. <laughs> Are you going to explain that to the audience? Do I have to? I don't know. Are they that young that they don't know that? Maybe. Maybe they're that old. Maybe they're that old. Well, basically, you know how the cable company screws you all the time. <laughs> if you want a package, you got to pay more. If you want one channel, just one channel, you got to pay for a bunch of channels you don't want. That's that's the gist of that South Park episode. And every time they call the cable company, the, the guy rubs his nipples when he tells them that they have to buy a bigger package. <laughs> Now I remember what you're talking about. I'll probably cut all that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's a surprisingly good synopsis. Um, pat myself uh, on the back for that. All right. Can that be a running gag? Of, we just make him recite from memory the plot of one random South Park episode? Like, <laughs> yeah, and then just cut it out of the do show. Do the one where Carmen gets an anal probe. <laughs> I don't know. You don't like paying for all the channels? Oh, our company actually packages channels together. Look, can you unpackage them so we only get the channels we want? Oh, I'm sorry. Our company doesn't work that way. You want me to give you the number of a different cable company that can... Oh, wait. We're it, aren't we? Dang it. Guess you have to deal with our packages. Can we talk to your supervisor, please? Oh, sure. Hey, David. Hi. Is there a problem here? <laughs> All right. So... Let's get into episode seventy-three. The we're gonna we're we're gonna do two segments here. We'll do the rest of the week, but we're the this main show. We're gonna go we're gonna go straight into the democratic democratic debates. I'm actually really excited that we're getting to this point in the show, or at least in uh at, in relation to the the election, the upcoming election, because I'm so done talking about Donald Trump. I've been talking about Donald Trump for three years, and it's like at this point, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? You're stupid. Okay, let's talk about de- Democrats. And How many times can we call them stupid? Right. Yeah. Democrats are also. We'll get into plenty of that, but they are oh, showing are. their stupidity quite. Yeah, these quite boldly right now. These yeah, were, the, the debates have not gotten any better since 2016. I, I'm surprised they didn't just call it "Who Wants to Be the President." Yeah. It was a fucking <laughs> game show. Oh man, so so interesting, interesting night. Do we have a? list of the candidates oh all 20 of them all really? 20 of them yeah prepare. let me get, just grab my scroll strapped in yeah i mean i guess we can just hit on the on the the big oh list. no i'm finding the list you talk but i'm gonna find the list <laughs> all right i know that i was surprised that 20 people made the cut over two nights including uh what's her name Marianne. Quantity over quality, Brandon. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we <laughs> seem to be going with in the last three election cycles now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it started with the Romney cycle where seventeen Republicans jumped in, and then it's just been a shit sandwich since. If you want to, the w- egomaniac narcissism is ridiculous. Yeah. These days. Um. So night one, I guess we would call the B team, right? I know that the big hitters from that night, the people that we were looking for, uh, were Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker, who were center stage. 
Um, do we, can we really call Cory Booker a big hitter? I think so. I don't. Does how many people actually take him seriously? Here's what I think. Though. I'm, like I think you. Call, I'm Spartacus. I think enough I get people. It. I, to take him seriously that he is a four. I would say that once 24 is down to six, Cory Booker will still be there. Like, I think so. You going to board that one? Yeah, I'll board <laughs> that right. one. Um, I think he'll be part of the final six um, because I think he's being set up for that. Like, remember, outside of Donald Trump, like, a lot of this is he, shit is follows he, the so same pattern. Is he being set up for the distraction candidate? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Go on. I see you ready with your oh, list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just, okay, so night one, we had Bill de Blasio, Tim Ryan, uh, Julian Castro, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, Amy uh, Klobuchar, Klobuchar. Klobuchar uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Ray Inslee, and John Delaney. Night two, we had Mariana Williamson, <laughs> John, yeah. John Hickenlooper, Andrew Yang, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Biden, Sanders, Harris, Kristen Gillibrand, Michael Bennett, Eric Stol- uh, Swalwell. Right. I feel like half of these candidates are like competing for hockey players with the hardest last names to pronounce. Yeah, I think I yeah. think they might be. I also think that half of these or more are only on that stage for their book deal that's coming from it, so they can write a book about what well, it was like to run book for deal or let you me get that, reelected as a senator. Yeah. Like night two, I'm pretty sure Mariana. It might as well be a campaign for him. Mar- yeah. Mariana Williamson is up there because she's a self help author who like Gwyneth Paltrow likes. Okay, and that's pretty much the reason she Here's got one percent and was able to get on the there stage. Were, there were four people that didn't make the cut, but she made the cut. Either they're fucking crazy or something is wrong with this system. She has. <laughs> we, she we've has, seen crazier things out of the DNC. She has millionaires backing her. What? Oh, she has. Yeah. Well, yeah. surprise, surprise. If you get, if you get in goop, you get some exposure. She was. That is actually the name of Gwyneth Paltrow's magazine. <laughs> I, goop. I was wondering. Yeah, what, it, what it's called, it's called Goop. <laughs> it's a lifestyle magazine called Goop. It's, it's a fucking fight of the hilarious. <laughs> They're um, marketing intern. <laughs> so night one had some interesting moments i actually so we did a couple of facebook lives um or we did a few of them at frank and i and mitch um and we for night two not for night one right. mitch did one for night one yeah. mitch did a couple for night one night one very much felt like the the second tier like it, it did i was i'll tell you what my initial take from night one was i was when we went into it i was expecting this to be the Warren Booker showdown. I thought that Beto O'Rourke would put up a good show. And like, I figured that I would probably be impressed with him the most because I know what to expect from Booker and Warren. He tried. Um, And I thought, and I was anxious to see, I haven't really listened to Julian Castro. Um, So like Beto is trying to sell the Hispanic vote really hard. Beto. Did you see that they're, they actually did a poll in that the majority of Americans, by like a two-to-one margin, think it's pandering when they when they talk in, you know, in Spanish or in, you know... Mandarin His name is Robert. <laughs> I'd see that point doesn't land with me as much. Like, I get it. It's funny. It's the same thing as but, Ted Cruz. Yeah, I get it. But here's the thing. Beto was... To me, Beto was the biggest disappointment of night one. I really... Because I guess he gave Ted Cruz such a such a run for his money in Texas, like I was expecting this dude to be and more there, charismatic there was than a, he is. Yeah. And how I, charismatic do you have to be for Texas? I <laughs> okay. as a Democrat though, <laughs> I'm pretty far. <laughs> yeah, fuck Texas. 
But I think that because there was just lost four subscribers. Not that long ago. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> not that long ago, there was a not that unsubstantial portion of the constituent that thought Beto could become president. Right. They thought he was a young Kennedy. And I think, like, the debate night one proved that he's not. He doesn't have the speaking skills. I mean, not Man, that was a stretch. Who I, gave him that one? <laughs> I think a lot, there of, people, yeah, Barack a lot Obama of people and his team met with him. Yeah. He called, they called him a young Kennedy? No, there were a lot of no. people in the media calling, like, comparing him to a young Kennedy. Like, he's the charisma, he, and he's, he's, you know, about that age. They were reaching for the top of the tree for that piece of fruit. But I do Maybe really, they were just hoping he would get shot. <laughs> oh, that's too oh soon. God! <laughs> too soon. It hasn't happened. I don't know if we can do that. Well, too soon for Kennedy. Like I, I understand oh. that part of the joke. Fair, fair, fair. fair. <laughs> um, God damn! Things are getting heavy in the first couple of minutes. Haymaker gone for. Haymaker. I am not advocating anybody shooting. I like Peter O'Rourke. He seems like a fine guy. Here's, I just did think he faltered pretty heavily. It, it is political joke. Here is. <laughs> Here's the problem, though, like, for me. Like, I was ex- maybe I was expecting too much from him. But to me, two people came off very robotic, more so than everybody else on stage. Cory Booker and Beto O'Rourke. But I felt like it worked more for Booker than it did for Beto. Booker was the kind of robotic... He's in- been used to being robotic. He's a, He's been a senator. He's a senator. So he's that typical establishment, like... I re- I remember read from the was, teleprompter, Ron he, Burgundy. He was asked a question about guns, and he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, it's about guns, but it's also about education." And he went straight into education, like he controlled his deflection, right? Yeah, right. Beto O'Rourke, though, every time he was speaking to me, felt like, "What do they tell me to say here? What am I? Oh tr- man, how, I forgot. How am I trying? Studied harder. <laughs> yeah. How am I trying? And like to me, it just was like. And man, to be he's, fair, he's searching every, for his line. Every one of them is searching for their line. Some just do it more naturally than others. Yeah. And you yeah. saw it with him a lot. Yang was a big disappointment. Kamala Harris. On that end. We'll talk about Kamala Harris, but she had every one of her lines prepared. She just tried to do it as if it was natural. Yeah. Um, do you think that we'll we'll get there? I'll I'll save that. Can you can you explain? Because you brought up Andrew Yang, so I'm I don't think that with this type of conversation i don't think we stay to the hey let's do the first night first let's do the second night second like we're just going to jump around these debates for this segment um but you brought up andrew yang can you explain at least briefly what his plan that he failed to explain was when he was given the opportunity because he kind of shit the bed that he actually got laughed at he, During the final remarks, they gave you whatever, you know, in one sentence, what's the first thing you're going to do? And he did his give everyone, you know, a thousand dollars. He's and never been clear on that. They literally chuckled. Like the only time where someone laughed at the final remarks even if was you, him. Even if you go to his webpage, he's never been clear on that end. Yeah. And I've read some about the, how you can That's do the it. hardest thing to be clear on. Like, how are you. So, what policies. What social policies are you going to be taking away from what welfare policies are you going to be taking away from in order for this one to get put in place i feel like the only way you can give everybody a thousand bucks a month is if you completely do away with the welfare system well essentially what i read is that would be it like food stamps would go away unless you you could opt to keep your food stamps but you wouldn't receive the money so so with with that being said with that being the only realistic way i can see that working why doesn't he just say it Instead of just yeah, because you just beating around you explained the bush. it in twenty seconds. I feel he like couldn't. that. I feel like that's the only reason that he beats around the bush because he doesn't want to come out and say it. 
Because yeah. the Democratic Party will boot him the F out. Yeah, but if it makes sense. Like, it if it actually ma- yeah. makes sense. And if it actually doesn't, isn't that win-win for everybody? We're also, in, we're also in the age where the Green New Deal is something well, that people are talking about. And it's not a yeah. perfect system. You, you, I, I rolled really hard there I know for you, those that I can't mean, yeah. see that. I, it's not a perfect system. You can easily foresee a situation where you're giving uh, people in rural areas money instead of food stamps. So now they can actually go and buy drugs. With money instead of the you know only buying food with the food stamps they were getting. Dude, Some people you would can get it. you can get a lot of things with food stamps that you can sell for your hustle. I mean, to get and that's drugs. very true. But I'm, I'm just saying. So like, they're doing you know, it one way or the other. Yeah, I'm just saying it's not a perfect plan. It wouldn't fix a lot of the the corruption that we have with. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Kind of programs. We're, we're 350 million people across how many square miles? It's something ridiculous. We're a stupidly large country. Yes, if you are. take if you <laughs> take into account how stupidly large other countries are. Like, yeah, Canada's big, too. But everybody lives on the border. They don't have near the population we have. Yeah, no one is as spread out as we are. Even Russia is pretty, you know, Like, the the cultural differences across America are ridiculous. Like, if you look at Europe from country to country, now imagine that as the United States with states. It's the same thing. Like, Missouri's nowhere near New York. So do you think that Andrew Yang kind of, like, do you think he's out of the race now because of this performance? Or do you see him being able to rebound from it? Sadly, I think so. Like, I, I, I like this platform. He just, he's not willing to say what he needs to say. No, and he would argue that's because his mic was off. I would argue that's damage control. Like, I didn't see him. By, I mean, by again, his mic, does he mean his voice box? <laughs> I, that's My kinda, memory was gone, so I just kind of. I don't know. Um, that, that, that was why, like, I remember off the mic, us having lots of conversations about Andrew Yang and me like I always kind of felt like, man, that's that that's a long shot because like he's gonna have to really, you gotta first of all, it's a hard sell. You gotta be able because we're talking about changing a system that's been in place for well, and you gotta seventy years. You gotta sell yourself more than the people who are currently senators who have been doing it, and like he wasn't even able to outshine fucking authored. I just think he's scared, lady. So I just think he's scared to do it. I think he is too because you're going against everything that is currently standing. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything, but a lot of it. A large portion. So what uh, do you want to get into That's Harris, a lot of lobbyists. Now? That's that's a possible walk in the woods moment. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm like I'm answering two different questions. Oh yeah. Um, yes to both. But, we'll, we'll get into Harris. <laughs> yeah. Um So Harris, at least if you listen to uh most uh, liberal media, she won the night. She won the first debates, right? Yeah. Let's talk before we get straight into her because I think we can tie her in with a few other things. There are, I think, <laughs> there are a few other. Um, I think there are a few winners from the two nights and a few clear losers. I think the biggest winner, I agree with you, was Harris over the two nights. Um, and Castridge, or what's his name? Uh, Cash. Um... Castro? Castro? No, the guy from the first night. Was it Castro? I thought Castro did. I Yeah, he, he shined the first night. On the then... first night, I like that was the other person. I, I thought, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch any of this just because I can gather from like articles what went on or little snips, yeah. what people's opinions are on them. 
I can gather my own You're going to see the clips played a million fucking times. Yeah. I, I actually thought on the first night Castro did surprisingly well, but I think the overall winner, I think Buttigieg did very well for the two-night split. I yeah. think that Kamala Harris cleaned up, and it was at Joe Biden's expense, and we can go I think, to... I think Tulsi Gabbard did a pretty actually, good job gathering a lot of support yeah. from where she was. Yes. Buttigieg. We're not talking about an astronomical difference to... No. And we make can, her the president. We'll get into, if she keeps getting those wins though, and just gains steam at the same rate. Yeah, she's gonna pull the St. Louis Blues. Well, <laughs> some people, you know, some people are gonna get. A, there is a second. I hope place, she does anyway. There is a second place trophy. The VP, she was my second the, after you know, Yang. The VP spot is still open, so you can lose but still win. Okay, you know, you know. Yeah, and I can totally see her being a running mate. I don't know. Let, Let let's let's give Harris her moment, and then we'll start. We'll work our way back. Um, towards because I want to get into the Tulsi Gabbard exchange with Tim Ryan. Tim but, Ryan lost big. <laughs> I want to give I want to give Harris her moment because I think that's the biggest takeaway from the whole thing, and I think it was the biggest takeaway because it involved Joe Biden, and I think that going into this, Joe Biden had the most pressure on him. He is the clear front runner, right? And he had the most to lose, and I think he did, and I think it's because. Kamala said, "What did you? Do you want to play it? Actually, uh, so for so, another yeah, obscure could, for yeah. another obscure hockey reference, do you think he pulled the Tampa Bay Lightning? I, man, <laughs> <laughs> maybe swept in the first round. <laughs> so, on the issue of race, I couldn't agree more that this is an issue that is still not being talked about truthfully and honestly. I there is not a black man I know, be he a relative, a friend, or a coworker, who has not been the subject of some form of profiling or discrimination. Growing up, my sister and I had to deal with the neighbor who told us her parents couldn't play with us because she because we were black. And I will say also that that in this campaign, we have also heard, and I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden. Um, I do not believe you are a racist, and I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it's personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. So I will tell you that on this subject, it cannot be an intellectual debate among Democrats. We have to take it seriously. We have to act swiftly. As Attorney General of California, I was very proud to put in place a, a requirement that all my special agents would wear body cameras and keep those cameras on. Okay, so going in with the personal story is almost always, like, sometimes it comes off disingenuous. I think it did a couple other times with a, di a couple other people over the, the, the two-night span. But, like, Harris's story, first of all, the way that, like she kind of just took over the conversation and it was the first time that NBC was told sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up because she just like took over. Well, how do you rightfully interrupt that? You can't. You don't. 
no. As the only black woman on the stage, I would like to talk about race. Like, uh, okay. Yeah, like, you can. Well, you got it. I, and like, I don't, and think, she, I don't think Lester Holt could have stopped that. He, and, well, he was, might have been called an Uncle Tom. I think it was Chuck Todd. If you can actually call Chuck Todd, yeah. Oh, it was, it was after Lester But you can Holt. also, I mean, like, <laughs> do you guys believe that was pre-planned? Like... I think that she wanted to work in the story. I think she naturally found the moment to well, do it. Even, that, even if so, she had that in her pocket, that was the perfect time to play that card. And yeah. delivery with her voice wavering. And I'm sure it is an emotional story for her. Did you like, notice the, the next down day? Down goes Frasia. The, <laughs> the next day, Harris's uh, campaign is selling shirts saying, I was that little girl. No shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was in the bag. They <laughs> yep. knew. Like, and we now have more campaign funds off of this T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but she crushed it, and you're not gonna not crush that story. Yeah, like especially it was a hanging breaking ball. Yeah, it, I yeah. mean, someone said it's gonna be one of the most talked about moments in a presidential debate. Like, it'll be written about in history books, even if she doesn't win. It'll be one of those moments that's remembered. And there have been a few of those. Uh, I knew John Kennedy, sir, and you are no John Kennedy. You know. Right. There are those moments that come out and strike you as like, God damn, with one sentence, yeah. that, your stock just rose. That was, well, I'm, and, and that, she did. That even, that even said, I, I think that was the best one ever. Yeah, I mean, and she's in ever. number, she jumped up to number two, the number two spot. She's right below Biden now. Yeah. Biden I, lost I per, about 10 I points. I personally do not like her. I would not want to see her as president, as president for various reasons. I, just, I don't like the way she speaks. I don't like the extreme side of her policies. That's just me. Yeah. I mean that's fair. But I she, mean I don't she, completely. Agree she won with that. Oh my god. She won that in a landslide. It, it was well. It was a very you know a yeah. good performance. It was the only moment in the two nights where everybody in that room and everybody watching on TV stopped what the fuck they were doing and went, "What's she saying?" Like mm-hmm. like because I did. I was. I remember that exchange started happening. Um, we were over here watching it together. Yeah, about and, the Facebook Live. And I was, I was uh, dealing with kids, and I was like running a cup of milk up to my son or something. And as I passed in the living room, it was on on that TV as well. And I just like stopped, cup of milk in hand, and it was like I gotta see this. Yep. Um, it was the moment before the game-winning goal for those sports fans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then... It was a slow-motion destroyal of, or destroying yeah. of... <laughs> destroyal. Destroyal. <laughs> yes. A destroying of Joe, uh, Joe like Biden. There, I forget what the commercial was for, but a couple World Cups ago, there was a commercial with a fan sitting in the stands and the camera was just, like, zoomed in on his face, like, just around his his brow and nose. It's where you could see his eyes slowly getting bigger yeah. as the moment was happening. Right. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, it definitely was. And then Joe Biden, who is, like, already crippled at this point because that was – come on. She, like she – la- she had a she shotgun, she blasted down. his fucking leg off. Like, yeah. now he's trying to recover. She Dick Cheney'd him? Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to apologize for the fucking blood on the floor. <laughs> like, and, and he didn't do a very good job. mischaracterization my position across the board. I did not praise racist. That is not true. Number one. Number two, if we want to have this campaign litigated on who supports civil rights and whether I did or not, I'm happy to do that. I was a public defender. I didn't become a prosecutor. I came out and I left a good law firm to become a public defender when in fact, when in fact, when in fact my city was in flames because of the, the uh, assassination of Dr. King. Number one. Now, number two, as the U.S. as excuse me, as the uh, 
uh, Vice President of the United States. I work with a man who, in fact, we worked very hard to see to it we dealt with these issues in a major, major way. The fact is that, in terms of busing, the busing, I never, you would have been able to go to school the same exact way because it was a local decision made by your city council. That's fine. That's one of the things I argued for, that we should not be, we should be breaking down these lines. But so the bottom line here is, look, everything I've done in my career, I ran because of civil rights. I continue to think we have to make fundamental changes in civil rights. And those civil rights, by the way, include not just only African-Americans, but the LGBT community. But they, Vice President Biden, do you agree today, do you agree today that you were wrong to oppose busing in America then. No, Do you agree? I did not oppose busing in America. What I opposed is busing ordered by the Department of Education. That's what I opposed. Well, I there did was not a oppose. failure of, of states to, to integrate no, public schools in America. I was part of the second the, class to integrate Berkeley, the, California public schools almost two decades after Brown v. Board of Education. Because your city council made that decision. It was a so local decision. So that's where the federal government must step now, in. That's why we have the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. That's why we need to pass the ERA, because that's there right. are moments in history where states fail to preserve the civil rights of I all people. I have supported the okay, ERA from the very beginning when Vice I ran President for the Biden, 30 seconds, because I want to bring you know, other people into this. I supported I the ERA from the very beginning. I'm the guy that extended the Voting Rights Act for 25 years. We got to the place where we got 98 out of 98 votes in the United States Senate doing it. I've also argued very strongly that we, in fact, deal with the notion of denying people access to the ballot box. I agree that everybody, once they, in fact, they anyway, my time's up. I'm sorry. At the moment that she crushed it, you need to, like, add in the sound of a baseball getting smashed. (laughs) (laughs) Like David Freeze Game 6 home run smash. The entire exchange was just Kamala Harris, like, is just, like, racking up tally marks here. Like, just point after point after point. And Joe Biden did one of the things that I will, that is, like, so far, I'm, this is going to be weird to say because there are so many reasons not to like Joe Biden. I've made it very clear up until this point that like I've been team Biden uh, until the debates. Um, and then I'll give you my analysis at the end of this. I segment. don't understand but how it's even possible. Here, like it happened. And I think it it's only because of the moment that it happened in. But how do you sell Biden as a racist? <laughs> Or uh, like right. not for civil rights because we all know that he was completely he's he's always been for here's, civil rights. Well, I don't know about always. I don't I don't know him back when. But she she fucking she fucking crushed him on that right. And she even said what she did was really kind of classy too because she said you're not a racist, but now I'm gonna throw this sh- fucking shit at well, you. Like, but here's the thing that he civil, did that civil rights me, within the same. Within the same context of Hillary Clinton being for LGBT, right, and then also you know X amount of years ago saying marriage right. is between a man and a woman, yeah, right, which Obama like, did too. Like they've yeah. all the so but America the has most, a short memory. The most unforgivable, <laughs> the most unforgivable thing that Biden has done so far to me, and he did it more than once in this debate. And at first, I thought it was NBC that did something. Biden ending that with my time is up and just cutting himself off in the middle of an impassionate rebuttal. Like, dude, first of all, his rebuttal was in, impassioned, but it was lacking because like, do you, know what second, his, do you know what his rebuttal was? Second, it was the thing he said all night. I'm the man who, yes. I'm the person who, 
Well, that's it, all he kept saying. I'm it, the one who did this. I did this. I did that. You know, like when he said, because we all know the VP is so impactful. When she, well, I mean, he, he's been around for a long time, but yeah. like when she this says, a, that's the truth. When but, she says the thing about like uh, you like were anti-busing, and his first comment in the rebuttal is, "No, I was not against busing. I was." You just feel like this guy's bullshitting. Like whatever he's about to say is like he was he, against he, busing in a different context. But his but if have you seen the videos of him in the seventies? Like, it's really hard to like it's hard to watch them and take it in his context. I'm not saying that he was racist. What I am saying is that he was probably working with guys making this, deals, and this was this one is a of problem his that easy, I have with presidents being so like well presidential candidates being so old because that's easily easy it's something that's easy to dig up yeah. because times were very different and yeah and that was actually one of the things i saw most written about in the opinion pieces that i thought was interesting was that what this debate showed was that the older people were like uh biden and sanders really got tore apart for some of their decisions and you know like the past does matter you know and they were it's the fresh faces that really started the, the past does matter but you yeah. also look at, like, any time that, like, oh, there's a racist. Oh, they're old. Surprise. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not a fucking excuse, though. Like, Yeah, but it's not a surprise by any means. It's not a surprise, but I don't like the... I know it's not an excuse. I don't it's like just, the times and, and, and maybe It's just odd. It's it's a very... Yeah. Well, and it's maybe, maybe you don't even call it racism, because you can if you went back to the Civil War and you looked at a guy who was pro-North, who lived in you know, the North, pro-North, you know, one of the South gone, one of slavery gone, he would still probably be a racist in his beliefs if you compared to what we think today. Right. You know, just because you were on oh, the right can, side of history doesn't mean you, you can were, you guarantee know. anytime he was in any, comp- any company that he felt comfortable with, dropping slurs nonstop. Yeah. So racism is a definition that changes. Things that wouldn't, things that, there are words that were considered the politically correct word, the the polite word fifty years ago that are today considered horrible if we heard our grandparents say them you know, and they're over they're just over there like, what yeah what like that was- <laughs> so, how bad do you think this hurts Biden overall? He dropped ten points pretty instantaneously in the Gallup polls in the you know, in Harris surge. So I would say that the majority of people, me and you watched it, and our, our reaction was the same. Was like, God, she destroyed him. Yeah. Like, well, and, and he, his line about you still wouldn't be able to go to school. Like, oh, you just fucking lost the debate, here's man. Here's what it did to me. And like, I don't want to. I don't want to watch one debate out of I know what'll probably be like 988 debates and be like, oh, I'm team this because then it's easy to believe that in debate two I'll be like, well, and oh, always, I'm team this. No, and this there's is, ebbs and flows. It's more to think about this as like like the Blues, like the best of seven. There's going to be a bunch of rounds, here's, and she did the it's best. It's very hard for us to not make sports one. references tonight. <laughs> right, here's, yeah. Here's the thing. I, like, <laughs> but she did win the first round, right? Like the first two oh, yeah. nights that exchange, of the first 20 be, people. Between her and Biden, she was the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he was Tampa oh, Bay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the thing that about that exchange i it made me very nervous about biden's ability to be able to punch back at donald trump donald trump's going to say ridiculous shit oh way worse than what she yeah. did to him yeah and harris and he didn't he, he had no rebuttal no harris was calm and collect when she rebut, when she re- refuted him mid refutal you know yeah like she that jumped whole, in. That whole didn't... response was him struggling to get the dice back into the Yahtzee cup. Yeah, and then right when she, she almost had a hold of it, she came in and just challenged him again, 
and got another, you know, applause round. You know, yeah, she I feel was like everything's very a metaphor with calculated. me tonight. <laughs> she, I mean, I don't know who her who practiced her, who, who like trained her on how to, you know, public. If it's just a lifetime of public speaking, she's fucking good at it. I mean, she was that night. That's for sure. Now, yeah. I don't want to. I also don't want to throw. Like, I don't want to prop anybody up too high. Um, I think she fucking annihilated him in that moment. Yeah. Um, there are some other things, there are other moments that I would have, uh, that I don't think she necessarily won. Um, Her closing I, argument was probably the worst of the, of the big hitters, donor-wise, you know, like the big four. She gave the least impassioned final uh, yeah, speech. Yeah, I can't remember it, honestly. Um, it was, uh, prosecute Trump's people, essentially, healthcare and the poor. But she said it in such just like a, you know, they, they, they ask for one thing, your first thing you're going to do, mean, and they just rattle off four things. I, I want to say so bad it's that the I'm, end of the beauty I'm contest. down with the prosecuting of Trump's people, World but peace. isn't that just the polite way of saying lock him up? <laughs> like, right. I don't want yeah, to be that guy. Lock everyone I mean, they might as well. It worked saying. for Trump. Yeah. They can they can throw the so reversal you, on him. What do you think about uh, the man who made like a bunch a buttload of money off the my uh, favorite candidate Buttigieg? for the two nights the the where where the ten points was lost with Biden and as far as I'm concerned it was made up with Mayor Pete um, Buttigieg was well Warren or Harris rather well a huge yeah amount. but I still policy wise and like what he had to say I think overall for the two nights I liked Buttigieg the he best. was on point. He like took a he took a swipe at Republicans over Christianity and equated it to the border situation, um, basically saying that like, look how can you look at these conditions and like, and be like. So I understand the reasoning for using that, in synonymous with conservatives because the vast majority right. of Christians are conservative. It's really just it's a good but, plug for the left. Like, but I hate it. You hate what? So, like, using Christians synonymously with conservatives. I agree. I feel like conservatives tried to Because real Christianity is not the same as what no, right, but is I, being I, used I there. think fanaticism tends to run in the far-leaning right when it comes to... Uh, I think that probably goes on both sides. I, mean, I think much. when you're far-left, you're more communistic, anarchist, or anarchistic... I mean, far right, you're ten, you tend to be more. Um, you well, know, they they, they, just, they, they use they use the Bible as uh, an excuse for hate speech. Yeah, right, right. And they uh, they pick and choose their little verses. And the Demo- you know, if you're far left, you use like Karl Marx as your right. <laughs> nah. George Carlin. <laughs> um, he's inspired a lot of riots. Come on, I don't think he's that far left. <laughs> no, I just think that <laughs> far left people are dumb. Sorry. Um, We'll have to cut well, that one e- out. Either of the extremes. <laughs> well, we just hey, sweeten some of these shows. Either of the extremes are dumb. Don't cut that out. Right. Um, I'll stand by that one. They can no. come after me if they want. <laughs> come at me, bros. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Pete Buttigieg, I thought, was, I thought he had a lot of really good answers um, throughout the night. I thought he was very measured. He spoke well. His, one of, I think, the biggest moments... On, actually, for me, it was probably the biggest moment. He was asked about right now in his in his city, there is like protests and basically like uh, unfortunately the same story we've heard so many times: white cop shoots unarmed black man and nothing happens. And um, 
he was asked about it and they i think they pointed out that like hey you like your city's kind of burning right now and his response to that was i didn't get the job done like he owned the fact that like this thing, this bad thing that's happening. Man, that's a, that's it, such a hard thing to take ownership of because maybe, a lot of that is just like we're talking. Is it? All, a, we're talking a century worth of oppression being rolled onto a guy that got the job two years ago. No, I I completely agree with you. Like pragmatically and like realistically, yes, I completely agree with you. But I think it takes a lot for a politician, especially in the era of not accepting any fuck responsibility for what you've done, to be like, hey, my bad. I could have okay, done Okay, I get better. the point. Like, and let, let me also have like a, a reprisal on my statement. I'm not saying that all cops are oppressive. I'm going to throw that out there because I, I know somebody's going to be upset about that. <laughs> but historically speaking, there's been a lot of it. I, I, I would I would say I'm getting 90%, 90% of all <laughs> cops are not oppressive. Can we, can we talk about what I think was the funniest moment uh, of the night, of the, the night of the second debates when they did their closing statements? Two of them made a laughing stock out of themselves. Uh, Mariana Andrew Yang? Yeah, Mariana Williamson. Um, what did she say? Who the fuck is she? Like, She's a self-help author. Oh, I know. But why? Like, no experience in politics whatsoever. Nope. Good. Let's do it. Why did she? she why is she on the stage? She was able to raise enough money and get enough. Uh, oh, right. Campaign, you have to get enough campaign donations, and, and you have to uh, pull at one percent. Right. Well, guys, so the, it's a year and a half out. The Nobody opposite. Will take her the opposite type <laughs> of a person is Eric Greitens. But she literally said, "Like, Boom. they said, like, what's the first?" <laughs> <laughs> They asked uh, her, "What's the first thing you do as president?" They asked them all this, and this is my favorite. Her response, response of the whole night was, um, "We might have put it world in here. peace," but <laughs> that she no, that she would call the mayor of did she say not the mayor, mayor the, I think the leader, the of leader New of New Zealand. Zealand, who recently claimed like New Zealand's the best place for a baby to be born, and she would tell her girlfriend, "What did she say?" <laughs> She's like, "Girlfriend, we're like <laughs> something." Basically, you just got knocked like, off at number one spot. Like you essentially, man. Yeah. So, gosh, I feel like that's like the intro for a reality show. Like when they're doing like a "Who are you?" You know, like, what? Did, <laughs> we're all did, laughing now, mention, but this is the exact same fucking conversation that Donald Trump started with. Like exactly. <laughs> so New Zealand, <laughs> and then Eric Stalwell or Swalwell. Do you remember his? Um, I remember one of them because when I'm not down. changing diapers, I'm changing Washington. The diapers usually smell better. <laughs> yeah, and he also <laughs> said <laughs> slapstick comedy. He no one he, laughed. It was just silence. <laughs> I mean, they're not there. The for a comedy it was show. the worst open mic night of all time. <laughs> he said his motto would Crickets. be breaking up with Russia, making up with NATO. <laughs> Like, yeah, I hope that that Dr. phrase. Seussing the whole fucking show. He's selling those T-shirts, and no one has bought one. <laughs> Wait, he did? No, I, no, oh. I'm just assuming. <laughs> My note says... We'll never know, because no one ever like, bought one. My like, note, you, you got crickets, you made a t-shirt out of it? <laughs> My note says, Marianne Williamson, author, fuck off. I'm trying to think of... So who do you think... Do you think Biden was the biggest loser in terms of how much he... Because I think, like, Yang lost a lot, but Yang didn't have as much to oh, lose. I feel like Biden has a chance to bounce back. I Tim Ryan's probably the biggest loser, in my opinion. Yeah, 
maybe that's a good Gabbard flamed him yeah that was a that was an interesting exchange um maybe don't like argue it, it's with, harder for someone on the fringe to make a comeback than it is for Biden to make a comeback yeah um that's my reasoning I also think at least in the eyes of the way we're seeing it when we're watching it on TV and watching it in that room don't be the guy that's arguing with the person who's been in the war that you're arguing about like that you're probably not going to win ever no matter like honestly in any exchange he was not going to come out the winner in that because like in all honesty how many americans actually think that the war on terror has been a success i don't think a lot i don't think you're ever going to win it it's it's the same thing as the war on drugs it's a war on it's a war against an idea right yeah the idea stays the same the group changes its name yeah and it forever the thing with a war on an idea is you have to win it idealistically you it's very hard to do that at the same time of killing people if you were going to defeat an idea israel and palestine would not be a conflict yeah in at all the i like i just think that it's the idea that's tearing that piece of land apart so idealistically is it, we're we're just two very different worlds i don't think it's ever going to be achieved yeah, well, not when I don't think one world can impose it on the other world. It's like too oh, that's many been, dang people. Yeah, too many cooks. It's been the problem with most <laughs> most of history. Your fucking facial expression that was priceless. This needs to be a televised show. <laughs> I snuck, at me, because I snuck in a well-known phrase, and I was so clever. <laughs> like were that so was so clever. proud of that. Hashtag we're better than Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Everybody's better. You're better, audience. <laughs> You're better than Tucker Carlson. <laughs> We're like even keel with Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, not in popularity. <laughs> no, not in a lot of things. Donald Trump was pretty popular at one point. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Here's a complaint that I had that I got a little bit of flack for. I like Joe Rogan. Just saying that. I didn't say anything bad. No, I compared him to Donald Trump. That <laughs> 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 was so bad. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I had a complaint that I got a little bit of flack for, I guess because of the production of this shit, but that like I had a problem with NBC. Um, like through the entire fucking thing, the two night thing. Thirty like, seconds is three minutes. I don't even care about that. There were so many stupid mistakes. First of all, for the first night. All of the candidates talked excuse, over each other. Excuse me for like thirty fucking minutes. Excuse me, excuse excuse me, Senator. Yes. That's, yeah, <laughs> also that's all it was. Unless they're holding, like, nobody it was very, held down the fort. It was at very all. hard to watch the clips. Yeah, like I, I would have. I I just read the article. I started playing the clip. That happened. I'm like, nope. Let me just read. So I had two things. Uh, two things to say. Like the first, why didn't everyone get to answer every question? They would just lob a question like, "Oh, you get there's to, too you many get to answer this one. Yeah, there's too, too many, many cans. fucking cans. Yeah, Which is, there's a okay. book author that, that, on there. That for is Christ one of the. Sake. That's a that's a clue <laughs> that you need to pare it down. The second one is there. Raise your hand if you believe this question, they which they that. tried like three times. <laughs> raise what your the hand. fuck is this fourth grade? <laughs> yeah, that's they started doing that. I mean, I'm sure that they've done that before. <laughs> I'm sure that they've done that for a long. And time. then they this had way. a moment. The, the debates belong on GSN. They literally had a moment the where they, they called out Biden. They're like, Biden, you didn't raise your hand. Everyone else did. And he's like, No, I I raised my hand. And that, they, they debated it for about twenty like, seconds. He's like, 
He waited until like everyone his, his hand else... was raised lower than the top of his head. Yeah, I mean, it was just like he he was the last one, and he barely went up, and then went right. But down. it was obvious. First of all, it was obvious when they all raised their hands that they all raised their. Yeah, hands. Yeah, the camera went wide, and you saw but everyone. It's such a shitty mistake to make on live TV. I mean, you should yeah, probably like, raise it to the point that your armpit is vertical. Yeah, but you should also probably pay attention as the moderator of a debate. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna put like, the onus on NBC here and be like, dude, don't even even if there was the little like. She should never have said, um, Biden, you didn't raise your hand. First of all, if now he says he's raising he's like, his hand, like, yeah, we'll debate it in the after is there, is there not? <laughs> is there also not somebody it's that you could, like, you could mute your microphone to talk to your earpiece like, ear to whoever's right. in the back? Well, apparently they Did he like, Are we like, to the point of like the e-world and social media that we, we can't have exchanges live anymore? I, I don't. I don't fucking know. Well, not those people. They're old as fuck. Like, well, yeah. you know, like Biden. They, they can only uh, learn one Facebook system or the is. other. <laughs> right. Well, I, he's, is he on Twitter? I don't Does he know. Have, he has an intern. Someone, and yeah, someone, someone tweets for him, I'm sure. Um, Donald Trump does. Uh, I think ever since <laughs> ever since Anthony Weiner, most politicians don't run their own Twitter accounts. <laughs> I, yeah. I, on that note, I am impressed that Trump knows how to run Twitter. I'm not He He keeps, he keeps about that. So, well, it's... It, like yeah, he runs it in a very terrible way, but the fact that he actually does it, kinda. Bravo. He also keeps liking. Yeah. He photos. also can wipe his own ass, Jim. Yeah. Let's just get, let's just pat him on the back. <laughs> well, that's for easy for us to say, but so. somebody who's seventy years old. Yeah, and he's that many Chick Fil A sandwiches. You know, it's coming out runny. <laughs> eh, yeah, <laughs> yes. that's a lot of peanut oil to consume. <laughs> let's just drink it at that point. Get a oh beer stein God. full of peanut oil. <laughs> Is that why he's orange? Has anybody ever considered that possibility? <laughs> Nice, <laughs> very nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about the debates. We're, I, I think we're just roasting everybody. <laughs> we're roasting the candidates right now. <laughs> um, I think as we rightly should. Oh, NBC. Okay, at the hour mark when they switch over from Lester Holton Company, right, and they go into and Maddow came out or whatever with Chuck Todd. The Lester That's Holt. another question. Why did they even have separate moderators? They shouldn't have. And honestly, like for as annoying as Chuck Todd was, and I think is they it, said that is he, it the we're a team mentality? Maybe I guess, but like there's a point in which team is too many. The three people who did the first hour left the stage, and their microphones stayed on. So when they came back from commercial break, and they were asking the candidates questions, everyone could hear them talking behind stage and like Chuck was Todd, there any really good ones i don't think so but man chuck todd that was been, like that would have been amazing. right chuck like, somebody, like a career ender someone just trying to get laid or something just like, <laughs> <laughs> hey so i've got uh matt lauer's office yeah. now you want to come <laughs> hang out do you want to see my little candidate <laughs> you got access to a lock button <laughs> <laughs> um Holds pinky to the corner of mouth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like the whole thing was a shit show. They they couldn't remember who the fuck said what. And like they, it just I did not like NBC's handling of it. it did, at and all. it seemed it, like it, like Bush League. Certain people talked very little because they weren't called on. Yeah. And it seemed like you only got time if, if you broke the format rules and talked over people until they just said, all right, you got 30 seconds. Right. Which means three minutes, you know. Or if you were Biden, you did everybody a courtesy, and you were like, oh, time's up. But, okay, like, I don't have any more to say. Yeah. Yang seemed like he was following the rules, and that was his detriment, that he only got to speak for 17 seconds. Yang like, seemed like he did not was not in his league. His okay. mic was off. He wasn't. That, <laughs> so, yeah. so he claims. 
I didn't see him trying to talk. Yeah, right. There'd be obvious hear. moments where you see his lips moving, but I no didn't sound see him happening. He... A thousand dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's it coming from? So the clouds. I don't know. I think I got. You see, I got this tree. <laughs> and we haven't even we haven't even really talked about Cory Booker tonight, but I think. Like Booker really was most of them weren't impressive. I think the big moment was the Harris moment. Um Booty Judge personally impressed me. Castro, I thought, was I thought he seemed like he believed himself. I kind of want him whatever the fuck that means. I, I kind of want to live in a world where we have a president Castro. Just to mess with the old people who <laughs> And he's a Democrat. Yeah. His first name Fidel. Yeah, just exactly. <laughs> Because you know there's someone who's going to wake up. Would we have a new era of birth certificate people coming out? I want to do it for that one person who's going to wake up from a 20-year coma and then hear about (laughs) President Castro and be like, oh, fuck, kill me. Dude, he should run on Like the the poor Japanese guy that was up in the the mountains still fighting. The next time Castro is asked his platform or like what is the first thing you're going to do when you're in office is eliminate the census. Absolutely eliminate the census. We have open borders. <laughs> like we don't give a shit how many people are here. Um, that's just platform. Do it. Let's scare the oldies. I've always kind of platform underst- is putting I, like, missiles understood. really close to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> They're already in Florida. <laughs> I would love if his platform just mimicked the 1960s platform of Fidel Castro. Like, <laughs> I I understand the census, like the like you kind of. Like the 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 want to know, but at the same time, it's just odd. What do we do yeah. with that information, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> what do, and what do numbers really mean, guys? <laughs> like, we need population, but what do you need all that specific information for? Uh, to s- fucking sell. to pander better. Yeah, to <laughs> sell shoes. Duh. <laughs> And other goods, <laughs> cars, TVs, computers. Yeah, you taking the the Lavar Ball concept here? <laughs> Have you heard about five G? Like, <laughs> doesn't exist. It's about to. It will. It's not real. They say it is. It's not. <laughs> it's a rebranded four G LTE. <laughs> All right. On that note, I have nothing else about these fucking debates. Like. Mariana Williamson said, or is that her name? Yeah, Mariana. Um, I'm Marianne interested to see Williamson. how far. If she's in the next debate, I will be pissed. She literally. She, she clearly does not deserve quote, to be there. Our favorite quote of the night, or at least like of hers, was that uh, if you guys think we're going to beat Trump with any of these plans, you've got another thing coming. What? Would she advocate? Judas Cr- Priest should have played right after that. <laughs> <laughs> you got another thing coming. <laughs> what? Like, does she want to use crystals? Like, I don't. What? If not plans, what would work? I, she, anything a that salt does lamp. Anything that does work is she by definition did, a plan. That was my favorite quote of the night. She said something about like using. <laughs> you guys, I have a plan. It's not a plan. <laughs> yeah. She her platform is love will conquer or some shit like that. Like, okay, next. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm about locking him up, not loving shit. So like, it seemed it seemed like her whole point was trying to. She talked. I, th- I think she said Trump's name almost the most. She was just trying to get Trump to talk about her to raise her own stock in the media. Yeah, like that seemed to be her entire point to be there, try to antagonize Trump. 
because most of the people who were like high up didn't really mention if, Trump. If Trump, Buttigieg so, mentioned him so almost Trump none. Is, Trump is Twitter savvy. He should have said, he should have quoted Conor McGregor. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> just posted the gift. Tagged her. No, but like I, he didn't respond. That might have been like the only good decision he's ever made <laughs> was not responding to her. Because why the fuck would you? Like, it would have been comedy gold if he put that though. I'm smarter than I've Trump. seen. <laughs> that might have been the dumbest Twitter beef I would have ever saw though. Because I've seen some stupid ones, but both of them. Yeah, because then it would have gave her a platform. And then all of a sudden, now she's in the second debate. I just can't wait to hear Gwyneth Paltrow get like you get, get her involved Dude, in Twitter. I'm telling you right now, she's gonna uh. be one of the final six. <laughs> oh God, don't say that. The distraction candidate. After about six hours of deliberation, the jury found Chief Eddie Gallagher not guilty on six counts, guilty only on one of the charges that he faced, and that was posing with the corpse of the young ISIS detainee who was dead, who Gallagher had been accused of murdering. He was cleared of that charge. Now, as the deliberation went on, it was beginning to look worse for Eddie Gallagher. We could see that they were beginning to get tense on that side of the courtroom. But this morning, the jury asked us to hear the testimony of the first uh, witness once again. And that was all about that scene in which Eddie Gallagher was alleged to have stabbed that ISIS detainee, but not guilty of all of those six serious charges, only guilty of posing with, with the corpse. And that that comes with a maximum sentence of four months behind bars. And Eddie Gallagher has already served more than that during pre-trial confinement. The official sentencing is going to begin in about a half hour from now and both sides will argue over it. But it looks like Eddie Gallagher will face no more jail time. And also, very importantly, that charge of posing with the body, the jury is not allowed to implement a dishonorable discharge on that. And that would have been a big problem for Eddie Gallagher because he could have lost all of his pension and his benefits. That is not open to them. So all he can be uh, sentenced with is up to four months in jail. And as I say, Wolf, he has already served it. Listen, this case has captivated like few other court martials have, partly because it gave us a little insight into the usually secretive world of the SEALs. And also, there was a bombshell dropped from the witness stand by one of Gallagher's fellow SEALs who had been called by the prosecution. And he said, yeah, I saw Eddie Gallagher stab this young ISIS detainee, but I actually killed him. Corey Scott, he said, I actually killed him. I put my finger over his trait tube, tube and asphyxiated him because he was going to die anyway, and I was scared that he was going to be tortured. So well, let's uh, knock out this rest of the week, right? Um, we'll start off with a couple of real stories and then end it on a lighter note. Same format. You know how it goes. Um, let's start talking about this. Um, this is actually news today. Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher not guilty of murder in ISIS detainee's death. Um, Jim, I'll let I think you it's said- hilarious that they call him a detainee. Like, an airstrike occurred. They went in. Eddie Gallagher stabbed him to how many times? 
I don't know exactly. Did it say it was a unnecessary amount of time, yeah. to say the least? It was arguably something that you could con- uh, arguably is hilarious. Listen, no, it, it you could consider that psychopathic. Yeah, and it, that was essentially the people who told on him or or testified against him were people that were there, right? Like his own well, people. And, it, own and it gets it gets real muddy because the guys that testified against him were subordinates, like significantly lower subordinates that he had. You could argue that he hazed them because he, like, stole some of their personal items mm. at one point or another. Flat out, they didn't like this guy. They had reason to not like this guy. There's a little bit of, like, the guy did what he did. Eddie Gallagher did what he did. But there's a little bit of conflict of interest with these people being the main witnesses, which yeah. I think is the biggest reason why the court case was such a circus. And he was tried with the uh, military tribunal, right? Because the military cases are tried by the military. Well, yeah, right? it's UCMJ. It yeah. would have it, and it can still be tried in civilian court because UCMJ versus civilian court. There's no double jeopardy there. You can go to prison for the military, get out, and then get retried for your case huh. by either federal or uh, state. Now, being that this happened on foreign soil, I don't see that happening. I cannot find a number. Sorry, guys. Oh, you're you're good. A number of what? Uh, how many times he actually stabbed? Oh, the... yeah. We'll just say excessive. Yeah. But so with the way, with the way a lot of people are reacting to this, and on one side they're saying flat out murder. The other side, it's something that happens in war, which it does, but. There's always like you can you can argue that this is an atrocity because the guy was incapacitated to the point that he absolutely cannot fight back right. or like obviously showed that he was not going to. But if he had the ability to fight back, he was going to try to kill as many Americans as he as he damn well pleased. So there's the military argument saying that, you know, get rid of him. But you also have to have the respect of when we have a wounded combatant that is not going to fight back, take him prisoner. Yeah. I don't send him somewhere that is the new Gitmo. Yeah. Which Gitmo is the abbreviation for Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. So how often does something like this actually happen? Like, is it like the police where most happens, more often than not they get it off? It happens in every single war. It probably happens in every single, well, not every single battle, but it happens all the time. So why is this story so much bigger than? Is it, it just because it actually happens? got to court? Do most of them not, or most of them don't get this much press coverage? I'd argue that it's because it's a Navy SEAL, whereas the vast majority of the time something like this happens, it's regular old regular army infantry guy, whether yeah. it be Marines or Army. And this guy is a uh, a lifetime Navy I mean, SEAL. Yeah, how old is he? He's forty. Forty something. He's I been think there he's for forty tw- exactly. He's 40, been for yeah, twenty years yeah. or something. Uh, he's yeah. been there long enough to retire. Yeah, and he's he's a senior level, not or a senior level commissioned officer or no, not commissioned officer. He's a chief. You'll have to excuse me on that one. Military people. I was Army. He's Navy. The ranking system is so much different, but. 
He's one of the highest ranking non-commissioned officers you can get in the Navy. So it's just odd. It's really odd for somebody that high up and in the level of prestige as a Navy SEAL for this to happen. Like, you kind of got to wonder, like, when people talk about toxic leadership, like, how long has this guy been like this? Especially stealing things from lower enlisted. Like, yeah, those lower enlisted could have been shitheads that didn't really know how to act within the military life. But that's why we have the Uniform Code of Military Justice and the Navy's equivalent to an Article 15, which is, like, your lowest level of punishment. Like, you got to do the proper paperwork. Right. Hazing is not like yeah, back in World War Two days you could make a man out of somebody through hazing. They did it all the time back then and clearly it worked. But the the, the age that we live in, it's it's not something that you can do anymore. Yeah. What do you think should have happened here? So And why is not guilty of premeditated murder makes sense because this was all within a spur-of-the-moment deal. Right. Like, you can argue that he hates ISIS, which any soldier hates ISIS. Most Americans should hate ISIS. Yeah. But you can't say that after the bombs dropped and they went in there that he knew this guy was going to be there wounded and that he's going to stab him. Right. But it's not. it's not right. I don't know the exact... I don't know the exact law within Uniform Code of Military Justice that you can argue here, but it's an incapacitated enemy combatant. You have to take him as a prisoner of war. And essentially, because he was uh, cleared, the family has no way to get retribution. They can't sue him, right? If it was an American family, he was an American soldier, he was accused of killing. Family could sue him in state court or federal court. That'd be an interesting thing to see, because if it was an American citizen that was an ISIS terrorist that was killed in this manner I don't I definitely don't see the jury going in their favor well no but even if it, if it was like a uh, a military guy killed another military guy and was acquitted in the military you know court but then the family of the the slain victim you know took him sued them in federal court at home you know but like the family the, this guy yeah, can't really do anything because it's a different yeah, but that's, not, that's that was my whole point. Like the family yeah, but, of this guy is was is just out of, like shit out of luck because the military is not going to punish him. They can't do anything because they're in a different. Well, country. I mean, and the guy also decided to be a terrorist. So right, yeah. So yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, like, but the bottom line is the guy showed absolutely no remorse. There's a SMS or in in this case is MMS photo, which is a text message photo sent of him posing next to the guy he just stabbed a bunch of times. Yeah, that's that's like fucked. regardless if you're fighting terrorism or not, you don't really like the mindset of a person that can do that. You don't really want to be under them as your leader. And honestly, I don't know if I want that person in charge. Like that doesn't seem to me like the most. And didn't they like in charge? In charge, the only dude that outranks him is his fire squad. Yeah. Lieutenant. So wasn't it? Thought- and even then, lieutenant versus senior NCO doesn't. There's not really a, play a out. The senior thing, NCO, yeah. Well, the senior NCO has been in a lot longer than the LT. Um, and quite often it's what he seems fit for the platoon or fire team rather than the LT. 
wasn't there kind of a break in this case where like a medic or something said that he was the one that killed him to like almost like him trying to be the fall guy yeah like he came out and said that it wasn't the stab wounds like he like put his hand over a breathing tube or something like that like man and it didn't even corroborate i i don't know dude no that's what i actually heard too that that uh he was afraid that he was gonna the guy was gonna be stabbed more and murdered, so he put him out of his misery, so he wouldn't oh, be tortured more. Oh, so he just more. smothered him. Is yeah, that what it was? he essentially blocked a breathing t- or a, yeah breathing tube, and in which case you could probably still put the cause of death on the guy that stabbed him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like the medic was just like, okay, I gotta euthanize this guy before he gets stabbed even more. Yeah, so like I felt like that was because because I mean I've only really been keeping up with this story and headlines and like over the couple of weeks that it's been really heavily in like, the... People get court-martialed for this all the time. And the what, like the justice that I see that should occur here is that he should get stripped of his rank all the way down to private. In this case, seaman is... <laughs> no pun intended, that's the, <laughs> the literal lowest rank for a Navy. Yeah, yeah. A Navy enlisted. And then... Uh, I think the prison sentence is a year and then they're kicked out with a bad conduct discharge. So just to, to clarify, it was in during the trial, special operator, first class Corey Scott, a Navy medic testified that he saw Gallagher stab the ISIS prisoner, but that it was himself who suffocated the prisoner to death as an act of mercy instead of watching him slowly die. Um, and they described Gallagher is a soldier, uh, as a soldier who regularly shot at civilians so, I mean, I don't know. At least his history would lead me to believe this man is kind of unhinged and probably should have been in that much of a leadership role. Is it safe that he is, that, like, what's he doing today? Just hanging out somewhere? Would he be allowed back in the military? No. I'm not even talking about the military. No. Like, is he? There hasn't been, because he was found guilty with posing with a human corpse, I think was the the verbiage. If it... So he was found guilty of that. But he wasn't found guilty of murder. Is he like f- murder in the second degree? What's I don't what are the, what are the degrees? I don't. The law gets really blurry, first especially when we're talking pre- about first is premeditated. I yeah. don't know. After that, wait, what the fuck? Okay, so I'm also voluntary. Now. We'll just say voluntary manslaughter because he walked up and stabbed the dude. Yeah, he knowingly did that. Yeah, but the problem is that they were trying to they were trying to prosecute him as premeditated. Which, like, why do prosecutors always do that? Premeditated in wartime is stupid. Like, you're he killed an enemy combatant regardless of his condition. Well, isn't that why you go to war to kill people? Yeah. Like, it's all premeditated. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, uh, during the the trial also, the uh, the prosecutor asked uh, the medic um, who had immunity, he said, like, you have immunity, and he suggested that he was... Taking, claiming to have killed the ISIS prisoner to prevent Gallagher from going to prison, to which the medic said yes. So I, it's not even clear who right, actually then. killed him. Yeah. That's a little bit damning. Yeah. He's got a wife and a family. I don't think he should be spending a life in prison is what he's... He said that on the stand? Yeah. Yikes. Well, <laughs> like, if, that's, playing, what you, okay. if that's what you were trying to prevent, it didn't work now that you said that. <laughs> He's not. He's probably not going to spend life in prison. He's not guilty. He even if he he's not guilty, like the, yeah, the the verdict happened. He's right. not guilty. So I like, don't know how. I mean, there are text messages of him saying, um, "I thought everyone would be cool. Next time uh, I do it, no one will see." 
Uh, he can likely get out and get a meeting. job. Ready to kill the motherfucker who tells on me, and I've it's got shit on be... all you to bring you down. Like this is an un- this is a fucking crazy right. man. Is he? Is he? Yeah, he a de- he deserves he deserves he deserves no this? honors from the military in a, in a Dexter kind of way. Maybe he deserves <laughs> no honor from the military. Anybody that is rational, that is a former service member or a current service member, should see that. But Don't that's read. not the truth. Because there is a ton of people that are still in his corner, one hundred percent. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't read the comment sections. No, I did. That's yeah, <laughs> a lot of where I got my reasonable opinion from. Yeah, because I saw either of those sides and was like, "That's stupid." That's also <laughs> stupid. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move. He on. definitely deserves punishment. He should probably go to jail for longer than a year, and he should definitely be kicked out. With no honors. Yeah, so he's getting off very light. And that was according to not Jim Belushi. I like that. I liked that bit. That was good. You should run this shit. I'm taking the week <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the border. Yeah? Um, I'll let you take it away. Oh, fuck. I got to come up with something. I did not. You know the article. story? The their Facebook. We can start with that, right? Like, there's a Facebook group that exists, a private group. Yeah. So there's a private Facebook group that is uh, called I'm Ten Fifteen, which I guess the Ten Fifteen is when you have an uh, immigrant in custody, an illegal. Oh. Um. So and it boasts there, some. Nine- there's a lot of empathy right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. So it boasts some nine thousand members, and uh, I think nine thousand. Yeah, uh, is that all of Border Patrol? Yeah, <laughs> like, how many people are actually employed? Current and Patrol? former members are are invited, and apparently, I guess it was ProPublica that published it, and they were able to verify a lot of these people do, in fact, or have worked. And what they found was that these people were making very disparaging remarks about immigrants, essentially making fun of immigrants dying when news stories would crop up. There's like showing a picture, pictures of there's a picture of a dad carrying his infant across the river in a trash in a plastic bag because the kid died. And, like, the comments on the picture were, like, um, well, at least he's already in a trash bag and, like, shit yeah. like that. Like, it's it's not good. Yeah, I mean, showing, like, pictures of uh, Cortez, a- AOC, the, the level, like, the being level sexually assaulted by people. in these people, like, they, they got to hate themselves. Yeah. Like, not because of what they said, but that's why they said that is because yeah. they hate themselves to the point that they can make that statement. I don't know. It's just, like, yeah, it's not... It's not a good look. So now the border patrol like, is saying that not even peaked in high school, peaked in middle school. <laughs> and this is becoming a huge thing. New polls showing that like healthcare has been edged out is the most popular, um, the most important topic in immigration is now the most important thing that to most Americans that has to be dealt with. Well, so man, it, it's been a problem forever. It has, but it's been exacerbated. Look at all the photos from Ellis Island. In the last two years, we've had how it's many people been die? That bad. How many children? Seven. Well, and in the last two years, the, we've had and a huge the, jump. The reason in. that it's worse now than it was then is because there's a lot more of them. Yeah, there's a lot. There's and, a lot. And I noticed that as the trend, the, the ratio the, between immigration workers to people immigrating are probably it's probably the same. Which, why are we still doing the same thing and expecting different results? Yeah. Yeah, and then putting the onus on Mexico to be the one to stop it when well, and we yeah, this is the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. We've exacerbated this problem with policy a lot. Like there were things that were put in place that 
like sorry Republicans, but Obama every, put in place. Every, where I'd argue that everything is exacerbated with policy. Well, well, I mean, you can you can go back to the drug wars of the '80s that led the way for South America to become you know a haven of criminals there, that led to people flocking here. Like there a lot a, of presidents get the blame for this shit. There have been a lot of programs that have been cut under this administration that were like our troops in South America trying to curb cartel shit. So like now that those are those people are gone out of there. We were involved in cartel wars during the Obama presidency too. Right. No, I'm saying they were Obama policies. Like, oh, I thought you said this no, administration. No, they've been ended under this administration. Oh, gotcha. So now the cartels pretty much have Welcome to Thunderdome. <laughs> have fucking control. Oh, people are leaving at the same time. We're not fucking allowing people easy access with asylum. We're fucking trying to build walls and shut down borders. Like we're we've made this problem a lot worse. Well, and that has I mean, that's it also just, it, and it's still a problem. Like you can't just we can't just let them all in because where are they all going to go? No, right. But also the problem, like they just announced today, they shut down a big chunk of the border because there's a mass of people in Mexico trying to cross. But like now we're at a stalemate. Those people aren't going to turn around and go home because death awaits them when they right. go home. So, like, you can tell them they're not coming to America. Those, they're yeah, not going to quit Those trying. people are in the situation where they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah. yeah. And my thing is, if people are going to sneak over here, I'd rather just give them citizenship and then collect their tax dollars and t- at least take their fucking money. Collect their tax dollars to then build the shelters that they actually need? Yeah, or, or you know, more public, fu- or, you know, right. lower in-fund housing. You can do a lot of what, things with that, what like, state that kind is of it, money. What state is it that just built a bunch of tiny home villages for homeless veterans? I do not know. Um, like, that same mentality kind of could be applied here. Yeah. Like, they essentially or, built I mean, them... If you don't want them... Shed, co- they essentially built them sheds. And if you're going to take like the... Like, sheds that you see in a backyard. Like, good ones. Yeah. Yeah, tiny houses are becoming very popular. Like, you could do this... The, the, well, they're smaller than the, the very popular accurate, tiny yeah. house, but... That's all you'd freaking need... Yeah. Is a roof and a bed... That'll blow away really easily, though, if it's in Tornado Alley. See, but saying. My thought well, is... I, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it might actually be. I'm no, not sure what Mine has was, a basement, but. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you're well, going to take... put a storm shelter in the middle of the village. Because it, it's, it's literally a village, like these tiny home villages for homeless veterans. Put a storm shelter right in the middle. Yeah. It doesn't cost as much as building a giant facility... To what's put weird, him in a cage. What's strange is his ideas are nearly as half as bad as some of the ideas I heard on the Democratic stage the other night. I just was making it like, so much. You sounded, you're like, making that up at the top of your head sounded so much better than half the shit they rehearsed. He, um, I don't know. My, my only problem with the hardline, like, if you want to take the hardline Republican stance of we don't need more people, we don't want them over here, fine. Why don't we attack the source of the drug war that causes this kind of shit? Right. Well, the, there's... The drug war is never going to end. Well, I mean, it, when there is a de- black but market, we can quit exacerbating it so much if we legalize a lot of these <laughs> drugs in the United <laughs> States. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know, suddenly the demand for you know cocaine. Look from what happened wherever. to the illegal weed industry. Exactly, yeah. it like, went from like north of five thousand dollars a pound to five hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, and the amount of deaths associated with it plummeted because now it's legal. Like you can get a license to grow it. Businesses aren't going to come put a cap in your ass. Plug, they're right. fucking plug, plug to watch Murder Mountain yeah, on Netflix. <laughs> but like, if you did the same thing, and I, I, I know it's extreme, but if you did the same thing to cocaine, suddenly the cocaine in South America is worthless because they can make it here 
and you know, or grow it here. I don't know, I, I don't know how the fuck you make cocaine, but we, you can import it legally. Suddenly, the gangsters lose their source of income. Mm-hmm. The same thing that happened when the uh, prohibition ended. You know, you saw Al Capone and those guys; their money evaporated because that's what they were making their money on. And suddenly, when legal businesses make it, you just take away their their source of income. Right. Yeah. That you know, tangent. Talking about the mafia. No, how do we show. how do we go from bootlegging alcohol to posing as the garbage disposal industry? <laughs> what are you talking about? All the mafias, man. What do they own? Oh, what was the first disposal? thing? Yeah, I don't like know. Waste management. Oh, no. Yeah, I always thought it was a play on like we'll get rid of your waste, like i.e. bodies. It is. It's a it's a funny play on, but it was an actual <laughs> thing. They also invented like that's the, that's where they went and hid their rackets. They also invented protection, which was essentially insurance laundered their from money themselves. from their rackets through waste management. <laughs> you know, one history fact, but at one time, uh, Al Capone was making more money bootlegging milk from Canada to the United States than he was beer. Milk? And, for, and for a brief time, uh, when about was there switching. a black market for milk? It wasn't a black market, but he was able to get it for so cheap from Canada, where it was a lot cheaper, and bust it in and sell it for so much in the cities that he was actually making more on milk for a while than he was on alcohol. Oh shit! Entrepreneur side hustle. <laughs> nice, very right, nice. Anyway, back to the the real deal here. So yeah, I don't know. You got it. how do you want to wrap up? Something's got to be done, man. Like we. We either have to spend the tax dollars to make better shelters, which isn't going to go over as good as a Led Zeppelin, or we can deny them at the border, which doesn't solve the problem. No. Yeah, I don't know. And putting them in detention centers, like, that's the, the, the real headline that, that's been coming out. I think out. putting them in, deten- in detention centers at the conditions that the detention centers are in is worse than denying them at the border. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I think, you're, yeah, you're probably right, because it's almost like being in prison... It's exactly but, like being in prison, but yeah, probably no, it's, more it's just, crowded. Prisoners like, get toothbrushes. <laughs> right. So within that building, they don't even have to give them cages. Just give them a big building with freaking tents and small air conditioning units. Like me going over to Afghanistan twice when we went to Kuwait. There's this thing called Tent City over there that you stay 10 dudes to a tent that is about as big as the room that we do this podcast in. 12 by 10, roughly. And that's better than putting them in a freaking cage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything. Give them, give them cots and AC and cheap food, bread Bullish. and water. In either way, it's going to cost. Bread and it, water it, might be better than what they're looking at right now. It is going to cost us money to deal with the immigration situation. So there, it's just like, how do we spend the money most effectively to get yeah. the? So there's two ends of the scale. Mm. Cost tax dollars. Humanitarian crisis. <laughs> and, right. and you can equate it with pr- the prison system, too. We're spending so much money to keep people in prisons instead of using that money to tackle the pro- the things that cause people to be- turn to crime. Well, that's the for-profit, poverty that's and the for-profit prison system, which is a whole I mean, other... we, we have a, a for-profit immigration system in this country. I mean, a lot of, country, a lot of uh, companies get away with using you know immigrant labor and paying them less, and they're not when they get caught, they're not the ones that is get there, in trouble. Is there a contracting business in immigration yet I would not be surprised if there is uh, I I don't know but have you noticed Halliburton that when KBR when if a, you're listening <laughs> when a company gets in trouble for having uh, immigrant employees the company just gets a fine whatever Walmart or whoever they don't really get in trouble but the people that really get in trouble are the, pe- the immigrants who are then 
you know, kicked old out boy of the, with a pickup truck kicked in out front of the of country, Home Depot. Even though they've been paying taxes and not reaping any of the benefits of being in this country, you know, they're not allowed to use social services because they don't have a social security card. They're not a citizen, but yeah. they're still getting taxed on their check from you know whoever's paying them four bucks an hour. Unless it's under the table, which most of it is. What, what we probably should do. The vet, yeah. I, I, I'd argue that it's north of 90% of I the people I think, that employ illegal I, immigrants do it under the table. Oh, probably a lot of them do. And it would probably be hard to crack down on every person who's You'd have to create a gr- fake name for them if yeah. you're paying them through the tax system. And if you're doing, yeah, there's so I'm, many. Actually, I don't know. I'm blowing that one out of my ass. I don't know. <laughs> the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> Um, Jim, you ready to get mad? Sure. Okay. This is my Brandon hates women moment of the week. Okay. <laughs> Fuck the women's World Cup so hard, like. But why though? Because I hate women's soccer. Like this is a this is a personal personal attack and a personal opinion. All three of the goals in the game today were headers. I, okay. I don't care. Does that mean you hit it with your head? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's, I, it, they I, all, I they all took some skill. <laughs> That's cool. I don't like it. I don't like how the game okay. looks. I don't like. And because I don't like it, and because I'm selfish, I don't think it should exist. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a leap. <laughs> yeah. I think women's soccer should be eliminated <laughs> completely. You have women, so many haters right now. Women, you are no longer allowed to play. Somebody, somebody, somebody br- just smashed their keyboard. <laughs> I love that Brandon's also like, I don't care for the color purple. Let's get rid of that, too. Like, the, <laughs> like it. I imagine keys flying through the air, like a violent volcanic explosion Some, of a keyboard. Somebody crashed, right? <laughs> Like yeah. somebody just <laughs> I'm sorry. Got a brain aneurysm. <laughs> no. It shouldn't exist. <laughs> Such heavy words. I warned so, you. So you are mad. we are we doing well, I guess? Or or like what's Yeah, happening? we just got to the World Cup final. Oh nice. For the <laughs> I know nothing about soccer. For the second tournament in a row. Or football as some people call it wrongly. Um women's soccer is not played the same. What? It's not. Play with women. Fundamentally. <laughs> oh, dude. I don't condone his actions. <laughs> Fundamentally, it's the same damn thing. I broke myself. This, so here's, what, here's where I'm going to get haters. So fundamentally, it's the same thing. Biologically, oh no, we're not on the same level as the men's. Oh my gosh, we're see, Nate, you're like that's blasphemy. <laughs> no, what you what you said was blasphemy. No, what I said was my personal. You're just opinion. flat out sexist, Brandon. <laughs> you're, you're talking about you're talking about science. I was saying that for as wrong as I may I'm be, using science in the wrong way. Apparently, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time someone's done that. I bet you get, <laughs> I bet you get more angry tweets than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for the WNBA. Women, <laughs> like I'm great. I'm, How are you for the WNBA I, I but against women's it. soccer? I'm pro- because I don't hate women. It's not like I don't want women to. play. It's literally the same damn thing. No, it's it's not that I don't want women to play. Sports. It's the same concept. No, you don't I'm like women's women. soccer. I don't like women's soccer. I don't. I do like women's hockey. I do like women's basketball. I don't like baseball as a whole. It's a bad sport. You're a walking contradiction. But no, I'm. It's not <laughs> about. It's about watching the game. To me. When I watch men's soccer, it's like there are like not thirteen to nothing fucking finishers. 
Um, there, there are like this was, today was two to one. There, okay, good, like a normal fucking soccer game. The, but no, dude, the ball is like. Boo, boo, I think the last one was two end. to one. No, I want to see passing. No, the, the thing is, is that there is only four competitive teams. All the sounds. So in the group stage and in the early knockout rounds, people get smashed because there is not a worldwide competitive market for women's soccer. I get it. You got the United States, you got England, you got Sweden, you got the Aussies, and. You right. used to you're have Japan and China, but Japan like, and China are not what they used to be. You're telling me why I should like bad soccer. See? See what I did there? It's, just not, com- it's just not competitive <laughs> against all countries. Well, okay. Explain to me the difference between bad soccer and all soccer. <laughs> no. Fuck Watch yeah. the freaking CONCACAF Gold Cup men's. It's the same damn thing. The, the, the group stage and the first two knockout rounds is a joke. Okay. But the women make sex sounds. <laughs> do they? So do women's tennis players, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not pro tennis either. Would you, would you do some for us? Mimic some? No, no, I thought about it. That's what that slight pause. I'm was curious back. now. Like, I figure we've like what kind of sex sounds? At like, this point, we took a month off the show just to come back and kill it. Do like, they scream like, like, oh god, or like? Well, it's is it's it, the same. You've, it you've watched women's tennis, have I? I don't think I have. If you go to any sports bar when there is no baseball and no football, it's going to be on one TV. Do you think I'm looking up for my hot wing tour? <laughs> sadly mistaken. Oh, I'm sorry. I just had to hate on it. And it popped into my head two hours before you got here that like Jim will really not like it if I shit on <laughs> women's soccer. Well, we're about to be... Uh, nope, I'm not going to say it. Women weren't listening to this show anyway. Like, <laughs> come on. You're like I, we have nothing you, to offer them. When are you gonna put the shovel away, Donald Trump? <laughs> we did a whole segment pretty much saying go away to them at one point. <laughs> yeah, we have a hashtag. Brandon hates women. It's not a real one. Only, but it's one we say. <laughs> only had your wife on for one episode, and <laughs> we didn't allow her to speak at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> This is bad. Okay. <laughs> you, you're gonna throw the shovel away now? Yeah, I'm done. I want. <laughs> Well, you know what? I was going to do a warm and fuzzy <laughs> story. <laughs> but let me tell you a thing or two about ovaries. <laughs> Hashtag men mansplaining women's bodies. <laughs> Brandon, Hashtag Brandon hates women, but he's about to tell them how their bodies work. <laughs> This is how you should feel. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> uh, all right. So, on that note, that's it for the week. I was gonna, I was gonna end with something different, <laughs> but I'm not going. Oh, come to. on. How long can it really take? It won't. It's warm and fuzzy, and it has nothing at all. You don't to do want with it to be last, warm and fuzzy. <laughs> the last segment. Okay. Okay, so I read a story this week that uh, this is, there's no way to transition from what just happened into this. So let's um, just just do it. Just do it. Nike. I read a story about a boy. I believe that he was seven years old who was sent to um, I get I meet a family member in another state. He had to fly alone, oh, and God. he has high functioning autism. And he was sent with a note and $10 from his mom. Um, exp- and the note explained to whoever was sitting next to him that, like, hey, he has 
high functioning autism he might ask you if we're there yet a bunch of times like here's ten dollars try to not make it too too rough on him um and like that story like ends with the dude who was sitting next to him being like i don't know 30 something maybe um 30 year old dude who apparently like befriended this seven year old kid on the flight the whole way there and like they were like buddies and they were snapping um pictures together and shit so he ended up the the guy ended up like tweeting it or whatever um telling the mom that like I can't remember what the kid's name was. I had the story, and now I don't. Um, but basically saying that, like, the little kid was an awesome travel buddy, and he did ask if we were there a bunch, but, um, like, we had a good time. The $10 wasn't necessary, um, but I think the little kid insisted, so the the dude ended up donating the money to, like, an autism foundation in honor of the kid yeah, and that's I thought, awesome. like that's an awesome fucking story like with all the bad shit and all the bullshit and all the whatever like, did it tell you how cynical i am i was waiting for the turn like when does he get black mirror and just turn into shit and, yeah like, no i wasn't gonna that's why after what <laughs> just happened um where well, we lost half of our listeners funny funnily enough if we want to go back to a, a, a bad story for <laughs> okay. involving an airline and a kid <laughs> oh god united put a kid on a flight to the wrong country. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Miss Callister. But to do a whole new country. <laughs> That's amazing. Did they say what country it was? I'm reading it I'm right really now. hoping it was a not English-speaking country. It was totally Iran. <laughs> like, look. You're going to have to not, some fucking so Venezuela. He was traveling alone. A, a 14-year-old boy traveling alone from North Carolina to Sweden was put on the wrong plane during a transfer at Newark Airport, it had to be Newark, where the where he alerted the crew on the Germany-bound flight right before takeoff, according to reports. Nice. <laughs> There's a story of a woman who apparently fell asleep and was left on a plane for uh, two and a half hours. Like after She fell asleep, she woke up, she was in a cold plane, everyone was gone, the lights were off. She couldn't get to anywhere, so she could. Use, she got her phone out and made one phone call before it died. And then eventually, like someone called the airport and had them go look for her. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was the so was the door shut? Because when it's oh, locked, when it's locked, locked, it's locked. You, yeah, you can you only open it from the outside. You, I think you can't do shit. She couldn't get to the cockpit. She's trying to like her phone. Like she woke up and t- enough just, time to make a phone call. I would get to the cockpit. And I would have found flying <laughs> that bitch. I would have found oh, no. I would have found the cabinet with all the airplane bottles. <laughs> what, what are you saying? Women can't drive, Brandon. What, what are you saying? <laughs> oh god. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, that was just great that we talked about the the feel good fl- uh, yeah. feel good flight story. <laughs> but that that kid gets sent to the wrong it. country <laughs> was this? It was today that happened. That oh story was God. posted twelve hours ago. Dude, that's ridiculous. That's awesome. <laughs> what uh, what home alone are they on? Way have they, have they to gone go, inter- New York <laughs> or not New York, Newark? <laughs> have they gone international? A lot of New Yorkians are gonna hate me for that one because I called <laughs> it. I mistake them for Newark. <laughs> The armpit of the United States. Oh. <laughs> Newark, New Jersey. Man, oh, man. All right. On that note, we'll call it an episode, right? Yeah. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at, what the fuck is it? TDAP 2017. You're the one who set it up. I am the one who set it up, and I loosely run it sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Put that on an app or on a resume. I I loosely run things sometimes. <laughs> I I loosely. I some call me a producer. Other people say that <laughs> I don't 
Hey, li- <laughs> li- 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 Little John me. was a producer. All he had to do was say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did it better. <laughs> he, he did it better. <laughs>